From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, some brief practice observations, and then a replay of last night's college football playoff reveal. Gene Williams, Jeff Cameron, Corey Clark, myself, talking about the rankings and how great it is to be back in the thick of things. Wake Up War Chant is presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill in Tallahassee, Florida. CPTallyBar.com, the website. You can always hit the QR code on your screen. takes you right there. You can place your order to go and check out the social or food menus, Wednesday's lunch special, five-piece chicken wings and french fries, only $8.99. Can you believe it? Crazy, right? Hope you had fun at Trivia yesterday and your Halloween. Don't forget Thursday, bingo night. Go check that out over at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Five-star rating and review, please. Thumbs up if you're listening to us on YouTube. Subscribe. We might be over 40,000 now. We had like over 1,000 people watching us at one point concurrently live last night as we did the college football reveal. Uh, Florida State number four. Ohio State 1, Georgia 2, Michigan 3, Washington 5, Oregon 6. So um, thought that's where Florida State was going to be. Not too upset. We'll let Gene, Jeff, Corey share their reasons uh, for maybe Florida State. Maybe should have been a little bit higher possibly, but no one's really all that upset because it just feels good to be back ranked watching this thing on a Tuesday, right? How cool is that to watch it? Meanwhile, Clemson's like, oh, our coach. We're going to set him up for a weird radio prank phone call. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, um, I'll give you some practice observations, I guess. So this is not just a total replay of yesterday's show, uh, that reveal show, that is. Uh, and we give you a little bit fresh. Corey wasn't here. I was. Uh, so not nearly as robust. Period three wasn't all that great. Uh, ended with a 40-yard field goal that was missed wide right. Period three is the first team period, 11 on 11. Um I think only one pass was completed, but they keep moving the ball down the field because it's all scripted. It's all, uh, you know, look scenarios they want to be in end of game, and they just kind of keep plowing through regardless of it all. So it ended with a 40-yard field goal that was missed. Period nine, uh, some more 11-on-11. Thought the defense just had a better day overall. wasn't so much the offense not being crisp, uh, but the defense seemingly had a little bit of an upper hand on Tuesday's practice. Uh, Ja'Kai Douglas probably had the best day. Ja'Kai Douglas actually dropped the pass in the back of the end zone in that final play that they do uh, before they take their snack break, like at period nine or something like that. It's the one play we talk about that's on the goal line. It's a fourth and goal play. It sometimes is on the one. Sometimes they put it on the seven. Forgot where it was, but Jordan bought a whole bunch of time, which was ridiculous. He does it all the time. It's not fair for the defense. Uh, he was able to get Ja'Kai open, but Ja'Kai couldn't bring it in, which was like, come on, Ja'Kai, there's opportunity out here for you. Speaking of out here, Johnny Wilson spotted in the stretch line in a white jersey, which is what all the offensive players that are healthy wear. Just saying, video footage of it out there over on warchant.com. So uh, take that as you will. No further comment from me. But yeah, Ja'Kai had a really great day after that drop. One-on-one, seven-on-sevens, just quickness, uh, alertness, finding the soft spots, getting past man coverage. 
um, and catching everything in his path after that first drop. Really nice PBU by Blake in seven on sevens. Uh, just, I mean, like a whirling dervish. I mean, he was, it was like the Tay Cody snapshot where he's like leaning back, sprawling and knocking the ball out of the way. Forgot who it was on though, uh, but nonetheless, uh, was really nice. Vandravis Jacobs caught a bomb in that same period, and Azarie came over the top and broke up a pass that was intended for Jaheim Bell. Was really, really nice. Um, Braden Fisk had a pick in 11 on 11s. It wasn't Jordan who threw the pick. Doesn't matter who did, but it wasn't Jordan. Uh, it was one of those plays where you're kind of backtracking, backpedaling, if you will, setting up a screenplay. And it wasn't there, and the quarterback just kind of threw it out of panic, and it went right to Braden Fisk, who caught it. And everybody was going nuts and encouraging him to run it back for a touchdown, but they don't run a full field when they do these scenarios. So that didn't happen. Also, anecdotal cool thing, Sam Singleton busted a run, I think, early on in practice in a uh, scout look, and all the running backs were on the opposite field, but they saw him bust it, and like Trey Benson, Yak, Coach Yak, David Johnson – all the guys were just going crazy and saying, like, attaboy, Sam. Uh, David Johnson was yelling, sweet feet, sweet feet. Uh, maybe that's Sam Singleton's nickname. I don't know. One would imagine. So uh, that's how practice looked on Tuesday. Every bit is sort of consistent and crisp as they usually are. Thought the defense, though, maybe a little bit of an upper hand uh, throughout the course of the 25 periods. We'll be back out there later today. today. Uh, Irish O'Fell and myself, Matt Lassere. So we'll have interviews, practice footage. Uh, and observations, which we also have from this previous one up on warchant.com. All right, enough of me yammering. Let's talk about the playoff. Again, Florida State number four in the final first unveil of the four-team iteration of a college football playoff. Let's get to it now. Oh, yeah, by the way, a shout-out to everybody uh, regarding the gloves, the moss. What, huh? Thank you. Apparently, you all know. Corey and I didn't know. I'll let Corey know. But maybe there's one of you out there that doesn't know. But apparently if you make the You Got Mossed segment that's run on ESPN, Randy Moss autographs a pair of gloves and sends them to you. I don't know if he does that for everybody, maybe just the college kids or the pro people. I will I will look it up, though. I will look it up. Nobody needs to tweet at me. No one needs to post in the comments. I'll look it up. I'll do that. All right, let's talk playoffs. 703 days ago, Florida State was fighting for bowl eligibility in Gainesville, Florida and lost to a team led by Emory Jones and an interim coaching staff. Uh, we have every reason to believe that probably within the next 15 minutes, they'll be announced as one of the top four teams worthy of being in the college football playoff in the final first unveil of the four-team college football playoff. Welcome on into the warchant.com playoff reveal program. I'm Aslan Hajavandi. I do a little bit of everything around here. That's Corey Clark, senior writer. He, too, does a lot of little things over at warchant.com, the ultimate semi sports source. Do us a small favor and hit the thumbs up. Watch how nothing in your life changes, which is good. Just, just hit the thumbs up. Everything will go on as planned, and it just pings the video out there for more people, brings them on into the fold, and we get to talk about Florida State football. Uh, probably we should balance each other out today, I think, Corey. I'm probably one of the more excited people for tonight's festivities. I feel like you're probably one of the more, meh, cool, wake me up in four weeks part of the crowd. How are you, though, friend? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. How are you doing? I hope you're doing great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where are, where hey, have you had any trick or treaters yet? By the way, I'd like to apologize. If you hear my doorbell ring, um, that is trick or treaters. My light is not on. I don't have any candy, so they're going to be disappointed, but you might, I, we just had our first doorbell ring 10 minutes ago. I wanted to tell the parents 
What are you thinking? What about this house looks inviting that for a kid to want candy? There's no light on. There's no jack-o'-lantern. There's nothing. No decorations, but they still ring the doorbell. So if you hear that again, just know somebody dumb is ringing my doorbell. All right. Yeah, my light's off here at the Midtown offices. Hopefully people uh, take the hint. Uh, I've got the selection show here on. So as soon as we see these teams come on and rolled out, we'll let you folks know. And here they go. They are releasing right now, Corey, 21 to 25. Oh, all right. Okay. I forgot they did this part. Yeah. Air Force, Tulane, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Kansas. Kansas State may be of note. They do play Texas uh, this coming week. Texas may be one of those teams jockeying behind Florida State for position in the college football playoff. Uh, We'll have Gene Williams, Jeff Cameron as well, joining us here on this program. It'll probably also be your Wake Up War Champ podcast. So spoiler, if you're watching us here live on YouTube, we certainly appreciate it. But um, this will probably be what we call re-racked in the TV business for programming here. Uh, Corey, did you listen at all to Coach Norvell's interview after practice on Tuesday and his thoughts about this playoff selection, happy for it, but not uh, not the focus of his Tuesday and his work week, sounds like. Well, yeah, and that's the right tack to take, right? Like, it would be crazy if he's like, yeah, the whole team's going to gather around like it's uh, the NCAA tournament. You want to see who you're playing? Like, it's 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 the, well, last day of October. Um, it means, look, it means something. I, I don't want to poo-poo it to the point where I'm a, a drag, um, it does mean something in the sense that, man, isn't it cool that you're doing this again? Isn't it cool this matters, that your name, your team's name will probably be announced and it's newsworthy one way or the other. It has been nine years since there's been any reason for this fan base to watch this show. Uh, so that's really cool, man. I, I And I don't want to lose sight of that. Um, my, my dismissiveness of it just comes of the importance of it just comes from the date. It's we're not even November yet. So they will get more important as we get closer. Um, but right now, obviously, Mike Norvell's sole focus is pit, as it should be. Um, and then, yeah, all you know, it's it's cool that you get to enjoy this as a fan base. But if you lose any of these next five games, this show right now that we're about to watch doesn't matter. What you have to do is put yourself in the mindset of okay, playing the playing it out. If these teams that are listed around Florida State or above Florida State win out or lose, where can Florida State end up? So that's a fun game to play. Louisville 13th, LSU 14th. They've unveiled 11 through 15. Um, Louisville tied with Virginia Tech right now, second in the ACC. Those would be probably your shoe-in or at least, you know, leg up right now to likely play Florida State in Charlotte. Penn State 11th, Missouri 12th right now. They'll play in Athens this weekend against Georgia. We'll talk about that a little bit late, uh, later on here in the program as well. Notre Dame 15. Here we go. The top 10 right now. Ole Miss checking in at 10. That's another team that George is going to play yeah. uh, this season. So we'll we'll have a nice side-by-side comparison of what's going on across the country in terms of schedules here for these next four weeks. Um, but it is a, a very fun time to to kind of reminisce a little bit about how far this program has come. Corey, again, as we said, you know, over 700 days ago, you were just trying to get into a bowl game. Now you're seen upon likely as one of the top four teams in the country, Oklahoma 9. Um, by the way, out there for those that are relying on us uh, to let you know what's going on. I'm streaming it, Corey, so I don't have cable. So you might okay. be a step ahead of us out there if you're watching this on cable. Um, interesting to see them drop to number nine, but sounds about right. I think everybody liked Texas a little bit more than them, even after that victory. Alabama eighth. Okay. They'll take on LSU this weekend in Alabama. I think the tide right now, a four point favorite in what is kind of the de facto SEC West championship game. Seven, I would guess, is going to probably be Texas um, or Oregon, actually. I think it's going to be yeah. Oregon. 
I've got a graphic made of who I think the top six teams are going to be. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Maybe I'll be wrong on one of them. Hopefully Florida State's a little bit higher than what I project this committee is going to put out there. But there we go. All right, I was wrong already. Texas number seven. So uh, just one spot ahead of Alabama, who they beat head-to-head in Tuscaloosa earlier in the year. So we should be getting picks uh, one through six. Hit that thumbs up, everybody. Uh, Shout-out also to Tom Lang, Ben Spicer back there, making things work. Irish show fell. Getting this all ready over at warchant.com, the ultimate symbol sports source. We'll have plenty of reaction over there as well. You should subscribe to that website uh, too. Uh, Texas ahead of Oklahoma, who they lost to, but ahead of Alabama, who they beat. Sounds about right about the logic out here, right, Corey? I mean, who? it's hard to know. It's hard to figure out any of this stuff. The beauty is that Texas and Oklahoma play each other again, probably, right? So, um, like, I, I get what Antoine's saying there. You can't put Bama over Texas because Bama didn't beat Texas. But then they put Texas over Oklahoma and Texas beat Oklahoma or Oklahoma beat Texas. So yeah. the, it's hard. You, you just get your mind gets loopy if you if you think about it. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see where uh, I, I do like that Louisville's 13. Hmm. That might be something that comes into play later in the year for Florida State. That might be something big that can come into play for Florida State, either to move them up in the top four or get them into the top four if somehow they suffer a loss between now and the ACC championship game. It's always good to have a couple of teams left on your schedule that have, um, you know, high rankings, high-ish rankings. I mean, it just underscores the unscientific nature of this entire process. Um, and, And the fact that, listen... Even after Texas lost to Oklahoma, a lot of people still thought Texas was the better team. They simply turned the ball over. They figured if they rematched, yeah. they'd probably clean that sort of stuff up. Um, it's like Washington guess- and Oregon to me, man. I, I think Oregon's better than Washington, but yeah. they lost the game. The beauty is, again, won't they play each other again, probably? Possibly, very likely. I mean, what do you think this says most likely here, Corey? It sounds like maybe this committee, at least right now, uh, as we are on the doorstep of November, seems to probably think the Pac-12 is maybe the third best Power 5 conference out there. They're going to have those two teams at what we think would probably be 5 and 6. Meanwhile, Texas and Oklahoma at 7 and 9. Yeah, but I think they're right. I like I like where that is. So I like that they're ranked there right now. And I, again, I like that Louisville was ahead of LSU. I think LSU would beat Louisville if they played, probably. Um, but Louisville only has one loss. Even it was a horrible loss to a bad team. But they're 13th with a loss to Pittsburgh, but I like when one loss teams are ahead of two loss teams. Yeah. Losses matter. Wins matter as well. Yes. Um, which I think that probably plays in Oklahoma's sort of uh, problem right here, losing to a Kansas team that wasn't ranked on their backup quarterback. Um, where do you think, you know, do you think right now as we sit here, you know, probably going to get unveiled here in the next 30 seconds, we're thinking so. Uh, we'll have a brief thought on this as Kirk seems to be wrapping up his thoughts. Are we not in a commercial right now? They're just yapping about what we've seen so far. Okay. Yeah. They're just teasing us, getting ready for that top six. All right. Let's Uh, do it. You know, oh, here we go. All right. So I'm going to have to fill some time right here. They got the six team uh, panel up the bracket, if you will, Oregon seven and one, they are the number six team according to the college football playoff committee in this initial top 25 unveil. Uh, Oregon's loss was at Washington two, three weeks ago in an absolutely great college football game. Uh, nothing to be ashamed about. They're coming off a, a huge win in, at Rice-Eccles, a really difficult place to win Utah, Salt Lake City. Yeah, good, impressive, very impressive win. Very impressive. Washington at 8-0, and checks in at number five. So there you go right there, the Pac-12 with two teams in this top six. Washington, neither one, Washington being undefeated is the undefeated team right now looking out, is, is on the outside looking in. But as we have to stress, Michigan and Ohio State both play each other. So, yes. and I, and I like that Oregon is the highest ranked one loss team because I think they deserve it. 
I think I'd be, I think I'd have Texas ahead of them, but it's fine. I'm just some guy in his house uh, talking about this. So we wait the top four here. Uh, we think we all know the, the four teams. It's just a matter of where they're at. Florida State, number four. Okay. Uh, at 8-0, and which again, I just think, I, I think the committee probably, pre- I don't say prefers, but the brands of beating Notre Dame, beating Penn State, at, like Ohio State has done, probably weighed a little bit better than that first win over LSU, right. which it's unfortunate. You've, you schedule tough, but you schedule too early, apparently. So Florida State, number four, I'm not complaining. I think that's totally fair. Sure. I mean, you're at this point, it's how do you how do you decide and decipher? And again, whoever two and three are, two of these teams play each other. So you're if you win out, you're going to move up one anyway. And you might move up more than that if you play well and start dominating again. If there's any context that's worth sharing out there, folks, feel free to share it in the comments. We'll pull it up there because we can't hear the actual TV feed. So there might be somebody out there on this panel right now fighting like heck for the Knowles. Wow. Shocker. Michigan number three. Wow. Okay. All right. No quality wins, but just absolutely impressive dominating wins in all of their eight games. Wonder if the Jim Harbaugh sign stigma espionage might be weighing on. Whoa. Georgia number two. Ohio State. I, you know, I thought they'd be three. Those apparently the Notre Dame Penn State games, I think, are just going to weigh really heavy right now because that's two big time wins. Everybody in here either has one, Florida State over LSU, or none. Georgia and Michigan. So there you go. Your top six, Oregon six, Washington five. Your top four is Ohio State one, Georgia two, Michigan three, your Florida State Seminoles number four. Uh, Corey, digest that real quick. We're going to bring Gene Williams on to uh, add his context and perspective as well. I, you know, Ohio State has a very good defense. One of the best defenses they've had in a long time. Um, I don't, I don't think, uh, Florida State fans would be scared of playing that team at all. They have a great receiver. That quarterback isn't special. Um, you know, they, they've they won some – I mean, I know they, they beat Notre Dame on the last play of the game, so you're telling me where would they have Ohio State ranked if the kid doesn't catch – if they don't convert the fourth and 18? Like, it's the, – the margins are so thin for Ohio State to still be undefeated that it seems a little bit bizarre that they would be one ahead of two teams that have kind of dominated everybody they faced. Well, really three – but Florida State had the tough one against uh, Clemson and Boston College, but Michigan and Georgia have dominated everybody. I guess, you know, I just if you if you if you look ahead, Aslan, it kind of guarantees that if Florida State wins out, does that not mean they'll be in New Orleans? Gene, you can answer this too. You're on the. Would that not mean that if Florida State wins out, the worst they would be is number three, and if they're number three. Then wouldn't they play Georgia in the in the Sugar Bowl? If things go as they are wrote right now, you have the Big Ten would be one, right? And then I would think FSU, Georgia. How about that, Corey? What are you thinking there? But no, it's a great point, Corey. You brought up. It's amazing the thin line that one play when Notre Dame's winning the whole game in the one play right at the end of the game because of that one yard, and that's the whole difference. That's sh- shaking up the whole thing. But I guess the, the argument the committee has is they're the team with the best win. Technically, even though it was a whatever, barely a win on the resume, that's undefeated. But I guess the good news is Florida State goes undefeated. They're in. There's no scenario looking at this where they're not. I don't see that even if Oregon or somebody ends up, they're not going to take a one loss Pac-12 team and push them over Florida State. I can't see that happening. So I think Florida State, and I'm assuming they would not put a one loss Big Ten team over Florida State either. That would just be a travesty. Again, we're talking about the committee. Anything's possible, but I think this is as good. I was kind of hoping Florida State would be three. 
I get Michigan. Yeah. I hate when they say they've had the most complete. That schedule is ridiculous. It is so awful what they played. To me, they should have been four because they have a chance to work the way back up when they play Ohio State. Why put them up high when they played nobody? Why not reward the teams that have actually played teams with a pulse at this point? I, that's why I don't like they did that. But they're the big name, Michigan. You know, they beat the snot out of a bunch of uh, Bowling Green and Rutgers and Nebraska and teams like that. So good for them. I also think, though, Gene, the counter to that is it's look around. Not everybody beat, even if you play a not great schedule, you're not beating everybody by 40 points. Michigan destroys these teams. Now, so you're the you style can, points. You're saying the style well, points. Well, I, I say that right. they've, they've done everything they can so far. It's not like they've struggled with anyone. Georgia hasn't either, other than I guess you could say Auburn and well, they, they struggled with South Carolina. Their first two tough games they struggled with. Um, but I, I would look at Michigan and say they've been so impressive on offense and defense, and they've dominated everybody they face. Now, they have not played anybody good, but winning at Nebraska by seven touchdowns isn't something to just say, oh, Nebraska's not any good. Well, nobody else does that. Nobody else has gone in Nebraska and won by – but the point being, Gene, it doesn't matter, like you said. They have their chance to make hay – with Penn State, at Penn State, and then Ohio State at the end of the year. Those are two tough games. I know they're better than Penn State. They'll probably win that game, but that's at Penn State. That's not going to be an easy game for Michigan, especially because, as we just pointed out, they have not played anybody even close to their talent level. Penn State can't throw the ball downfield, but they have players, and that should not be an easy win for Michigan. And as I was doing the math in my head, if Michigan beats Ohio State, do we think Michigan jumps to one? Yes, because that will be the best. I mean, again, if they're going by like how they showed Ohio State because they have the best win, yeah. one win resume of anybody. So my thinking is an undefeated Michigan beats the number one team in their mind. Absolutely, they're going to jump to number one. So then it so would I still. Think, I think the winner of the Big Ten is going to be the number one seed. That's what the committee is telling me right now. Yeah, I agree with that. So that would mean that if, but the other Big Ten team will be out probably. Um, which means Florida State would, unless well, Georgia well, loses, unless one of those. Well, you, you're penciling Washington. What you know, Oregon comes back and beats Washington, and then you've got two of those one-loss teams, and then they're going to have a debate. I mean, what do you, what do you do with that? Yeah, who gets that? Who gets that four spot? Who is going to go play the winner of the Big Ten? I guess out of California. Look at Joel Davis. Joel Davis, woo, baby! Oh my. Goodness. Save it for the travel expenses for these games that are coming wow. up. Big I game. guess we have to have a war champ party now, don't we? Thank you, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Every step of the way, we're having a war champ party. Wow. Joel's the man. Joel's the man. That is awesome. Hey, hey, one other point I want to make about Michigan. It just, and this is something that this old school in Florida State used to play. Thank you, Joel, anywhere. very much. That was crazy. Yeah, Sorry, Gene. Go Joel. ahead. No, I, I'm looking forward to sharing you with one in the playoffs. That's going to be fun, Joel. My problem is, and I love the old, look, I like, you have control, but you're not, you're saying they couldn't control that where they can. Their first three non-conference games, East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green for Michigan. They have complete control of it. They scheduled those teams. To me, you should be punished for doing that. Well, you know, Gene, why, it's dumb. It's dumb to do it because they didn't get punished. So why does anybody schedule well, true, a tough True, true, but they, that's what I'm saying. I blame the committee for that. That's what I'm saying. I, I, oh. They should punish them for that. And encourage you want better games. You're telling me nobody, no other Power Five teams is going to schedule Michigan. But I'd love, sure, Florida State would love to do a home and home with them. Except they did that before '91, and how that turned out for me. Well, yeah, and it wasn't a home and home because Michigan wasn't. It, yeah, it was a home home. home. It was just a home and home for Michigan. Uh, yeah, I, I think when you look at these, though, we we kind of knew what four they were going to be, and yeah. right now it's just it's a. And here's the thing, none of us believe that if let's just say 
Ohio State, Georgia, and Florida State all went out because Ohio State and Michigan can't both went out. So let's say there's none of us that just thinks 100%, I don't think so, that Florida State can't pass Georgia or Ohio or Georgia can't pass Ohio State because I do think that that they fluctuate so much from week to week on what matters to them that if Georgia goes and wins every game by 50 points and Ohio State continues to win by 10, even if they beat Michigan 24 to 23, if Georgia wins the SEC championship and beats Alabama by 30 points, they might leapfrog Ohio State. Like we, this is my point being none of this is set in stone other than if these four teams keep winning, they're all going to be in the top four. Does that make sense? Like, I just don't know that we can say with certainty that the highest Florida State can get is here or the lowest Georgia can get. We just don't know because we don't know how these people think. And it changes so much from week to week. See, I don't know. I, I, I disagree with that real quick. I just, if you talk about the teams in front of Florida State winning out, obviously Ohio State and Michigan are knock each other out. I just don't think there's any calculus that lets Florida State jump to one because of their remaining schedule. No, no, you're right. No, they couldn't. But Washington could jump Florida State. Yes, because their schedule, they're going to have three of their next four games mm-hmm. against teams that currently are ranked. Right. Florida State doesn't have anybody remaining on their schedule that's ranked outside of who they'll play in Charlotte if Louisville holds up. I mean, if Virginia Tech were to win this weekend, they have a leg up over Louisville. I don't know if there's enough runway in front of Virginia Tech to get ranked by then, but you would think so. But it probably be a low twenties, high teens kind of game. So, um, but I guess it, it all comes back to the first question you asked Gene, right? To both of you guys, just get to New Orleans. I mean, get into the playoff, yeah. But then get to New Orleans so you don't have to fly, you know, all the way to the West Coast and uh, you know give yourself a, a little bit of better shot there. But I mean, these teams behind Florida State, I think, uh, are also dangerous. But if you win out, uh, you're comfortable. But I just don't think that you go number one uh, unless everybody ahead of you loses. So the goal is to get to number three is what you're saying, Corey, because that would that gets you a place in New Orleans. So yeah, if everything holds pat. Yeah, I see that if Florida State wins out, it seems like the worst case scenario, probably. Again, there's no absolutes in this thing, but it looks to me like three is pretty attainable if you run that table. What's interesting about Washington being five, I'm curious your thoughts, Corey. Had they not had that horrific game at Arizona State, let's say they blow them out as we expected by 30, is Florida State sitting at five right now? Could be, and I don't know that you would argue with it, Gene. Like, if, if Washington would have a better win than Florida State, and they had they would have kind of dominated everybody they played. But that game did happen. They should have lost yeah. that game. Their Heisman That's- Trophy candidate almost gave the game away and was terrible. So, again, Washington fans might be looking at this going, how are we ranked behind Michigan and Florida State? And the beauty is, if you win the rest of them, yeah. the beauty is Michigan and Ohio State do play each other. Like two of these teams play each other. So there are five undefeated teams left. Um, I don't think that the odds are that these four, you know, three of these four teams are undefeated or are like four of the five are undefeated teams lose all the time. But if that happens, the four undefeated teams will all be in the playoff, which is cool. That's how it should be. But that Corey, you mentioned that, and Gene, you mentioned that it looks like right now they, they you know, by looking at this poll right now, they feel the Big Ten is the superior Power Five conference. And, and Corey, you're talking about they are probably going to change their minds every single week from here on out. Um, I do wonder if Ohio State were to beat Michigan. So let's say one and two hold serve. Ohio State wins out. They beat Michigan in the big house. Georgia wins out. Georgia's going to play a much better team in the SEC championship game than Ohio State's going to play in the Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis. They're going to play Iowa, maybe re- rematch Wisconsin, maybe Nebraska. I think at that point, Georgia could jump 
Ohio State. Uh, because that final game, that final data point, probably would be strong enough to overcome them. Plus, Georgia has more ranked teams here to close out their slate. they got Missouri, they got Tennessee, they've got Ole Miss. Ohio State pretty much has nobody until that final game. So, Yeah, but so that's not games. how it should be, right? I mean, that you, I'm not disagreeing with you that it might be that way and probably will be that way, but that's not. it's supposed to be the totality of the schedule. And if, if Notre Dame doesn't lose again, if Penn State only loses one more time or not again, you know, Ohio State has a win at Notre Dame and a win at Penn State, and then also will have a win at Michigan or a win versus Michigan. Well, it would be at Michigan, I think. I think they yes. play in the big house yes. this year. Yep. Um, so it shouldn't matter what Georgia does against LSU or Alabama. You're rewarding Ohio State for the totality of the season, and their win over Michigan should carry at Michigan, in my opinion, would should and would carry more weight than Georgia winning in Atlanta versus Alabama. Even well, if Ohio State scuffles in the Big Ten championship game and wins, well, it's, let's say it's Iowa, so it's 10 to nothing. You're still going to... Uh, I, I don't think it's fair to then just I, – I, again, that's why I hesitate on making any declarations about where we're going to be in a month because I, I think you're right. I think there's a chance the committee's like, well, man, Georgia looked great. Let's bump them up. But then Ohio State would be like, what about us just last week beating your yeah. number three team in the country at their point, place? To your point, if you flip-flopped Iowa and Michigan, they played them earlier, and then they played Michigan in the Big Ten Championship, then suddenly it's like, oh, it's – then you would have probably a bigger bump than Georgia, but you're right the timing. But again, you're assuming rational thought from the committee and they could have a knee-jerk reaction. Based on I wonder, I'm already thinking about like five steps ahead. Let's say Ohio but, State beats Michigan and, and Washington beats Oregon in the championship game. Or Oregon beats Washington, whatever it is. The number four team is the Pac-12 team. Are the four teams are Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State, and let's say Washington. Do they match up Ohio State and Washington in the Rose Bowl because it's Big Ten versus Pac-10 and they want to keep it like traditional? Hmm. Even though they think Georgia, Florida State probably should be four, but they don't want Ohio State, Florida State in the Rose Bowl. They'd rather have Georgia, Florida State. And I'm just trying to, again, I'm trying to think of a way I can get to North. Are you alleging shenanigans by the committee? Corey? I'm trying to, I want those to be the shenanigans. I want them. <laughs> oh, I whatever. agree. It, you know they will. They know it will help ratings. And what's going to do the fan base? They will work it out. We've seen them do it before. Whatever so they I, have I to do to make, to make Florida State, New Orleans a thing and not fly this fan base all the way out to California would be yeah. preferable. Well, let's hope to your one story about Alabama. Let's hope LSU beats Alabama this weekend and then it's and then it will care. We're done. Yeah. You know, that, that takes care of a lot of the problems. Gene, any last thoughts before we let you go here? Anything catch you by surprise or just maybe reflecting on how far Florida State has come and how cool it is just to be able to hang out on Tuesday nights now and know that we've got this to look forward to. Yeah. The last time we were having these discussions about playoff, there was no such thing as zoom. There was no, you know, there was YouTube, I guess, but there really wasn't any of this stuff. So it's crazy. Uh, this, with this, how far this has come and how long it's been. So this is a lot of fun. This will be fun to do every week. So keep your eye. But the one thing I just want to say on this, so you, Corey, you've been around this long enough. So if you guys, you know, there's going to be an upset. One or two of these teams is going to – we can't envision it. It's going to come out of nowhere on Saturday. We're going to be, how the hell did that happen? It's going to happen. So two or three weeks when we do this, it could be a very different discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, That's why guys. we love the sport. That's why we love the sport. Gene Williams, founder, administrator of WarChant.com, joining us here on the College Football Playoff Unveiled program on WarChant TV. Gene, thanks, man. Appreciate you. Step aside real quickly to talk about our good friends over at vitaminenergy.com. They gave us a promo code for all you first-time customers, and that's WarChant BOGO. WarChant, B-O-G-O. Buy one, get one free 
but the real ones buy like three and then get three free because listen, it's a one-time use code, so maximize it. But I would get if you just want to take a chance and only buy one, it's really not that expensive. Um, and you'll end up with 24 bottles of the stuff, which will give you 24 great days. I can almost assure you of it because it is the first and only clinically proven energy shot. 89% of participants in a 14 day clinical trial reported that they agreed that the vitamin energy shot was effective at boosting their energy. 82% felt energized very quickly after taking the shot and felt less fatigue throughout their day. All in one little shot. You can take anywhere with you purse satchel if you're one of those guys backpack i always have a couple of my console in my car just in case i need some fuel to get me home wherever i'm at go to vitaminenergy.com again that promo code is warchampbogo b-o-g-o energy with benefits vitaminenergy.com shake it and take it uh how do we replace the godfather Corey? Mm, uh, we can't can we bring in a wildly popular radio show host we can uh, but he's no replacement for gene williams those uh-huh. are shoes are too big to fill Someone knows who butters our bread. Uh, Jeff Cameron's going to have plenty to talk about on the Jeff Cameron Show, 1 to 3 o'clock this coming weekday for you folks on WarChan TV as well as 93.3 FM. Jeff Cameron here, everybody. He's joining us from the studio. The guy never stops working. Jeff, what are you doing are you? in the studio? I'm, I show prep, Corey. I, I try to I try oh. to get the, my work in in the evenings, make sure I'm prepared for the next day. Uh, you know how it is. But uh, Oh, you just don't want to go home. I actually had a a work malfunction. I had a computer problem and then there were all kinds of kids banging on the door for some silly holiday. And I was like, this ain't going to work. I'm taking it to the studio. Nice. All right. Good buddy. All right. So Jeff, I I trust you've been able to kind of look at the poll and and see where everybody sits. Uh, Anything catch you by surprise and ultimately Florida state being number four right now, grand scheme of things. We're not going to talk about what it means, but do you agree with Florida state being deemed maybe the, the fourth best team in the country right now? So I think it's always gets back to whether or not you're primarily using your eye test or if you're solely looking at resume and how much do you blend the two? Because if you're looking at resume, there's no chance Michigan could be in the top four. Now, Corey and I agree on this. I think Michigan may very well be the best team in the country, certainly right there with Georgia. I think that they're capable of being that team. But based on their resume, they have no business being in the top four. None. Yeah. And the the beauty, though, Jeff, as we talked about, is well, if they win at Penn State and beat Ohio State at home, well, then they will have business in the top four. Correct. And if they don't, they're out of the top four anyway. I don't really worry about it. I, I, I My main thing tonight that I wanted to see was to ensure that Florida State was ahead of Washington. Yeah. Um, because my fear was that somehow those two teams went undefeated, and if we were behind them at the start of this dog and pony show, that we could get screwed somehow and be left out of the playoff. And it's a remote fear it wasn't anything that was really pressing upon me, but I did want to see that that was the case. And so thankfully Florida State was there. I do know this. What's this, the 10th year that they've been doing this? And in the previous nine years, the only thing that's really mattered is that you are somewhere in the top six. Because in that time, 30 of the 36 teams who ended up playing in the playoff were in the top six upon the first rankings. Yeah. So See, that's, that's a good little stat research. bomb. Well, you know, that's the show prep, Corey. That's just Yeah, man, awesome. That's great. Man, I like this, Jeff. <laughs> Do you think undefeated floor if everybody ends up losing one game, Michigan loses to Penn State but beats Ohio State, Georgia loses to Tennessee, still wins the SEC championship game somehow. Do you think an undefeated Florida State team, looking at it, projecting it right now, guys, start with you, Jeff, and then Corey, do you think an undefeated Florida State team would take precedent over everybody else that's currently ahead of them and be number one in that final poll? 
What? They'd have to. How, how could they not? It's well, not we like, lived this. We lived this nine years ago. They didn't no, then. I understand. And every committee's different, right? That's what they tell us. That's made up of different people each time. So you don't know which one this committee refers to as the most important statistic, I suppose. How would an undefeated 13-0 and ACC champion Florida State team not take I, I, I don't know how it's possible. How would it not take precedent over a bunch of one-loss teams? It would almost be impossible because they do have, look, LSU doesn't suck. They're still in contention to win the West. We're, we're you know, we're eight, nine weeks in the season here. That There's no way you could overlook that loss. And I, and I think one of the tragedies that occurs in all of this, and it's an age-old debate, and most of us take the side that's going to make our point most relevant. But when you play somebody, what were they when you played them? Like, I think we would argue that Clemson was better a few weeks ago than they currently are. They're falling on hard times here. Uh, I think you could certainly argue LSU might be better now than they were when Florida State played. It might be. I don't know. But this is what happens. You, you mold it according to how you want to shape the argument based on what benefits you most. And every fan base does it. Every, uh, every argument at every bar is kind of quintessentially – in those camps because college football and the way they decide their playoff is completely imperfect. It always has been, but always yeah, to, been. To, to answer that the question Aslan, yeah, I agree with Jeff. I think they would be, I think they kind of learned their lesson from the stupidity of 2014. Um, I game control has disappeared and does not come back. Certainly doesn't dominate the conversation like it did then it was stupid. It was dumb. And so I think th they have decided that it's, you know, wins and losses have to matter. It can't just be what who has the strength to schedule or game control, but they have one or two losses. You can't do that. Um, the losses are the most important thing. And if you have zero, you should be ahead of every one loss team. And that's why I pointed out earlier in the show, I was glad to see Louisville ahead of LSU. Because Louisville has one loss. LSU has two. LSU would be favored if they played. LSU would probably beat them if they played. But I like that the committee rewards the records. Because I do think power if you're a power five team, I do think the records matter. They should matter. And yes, if if Georgia lose and all these teams can lose, that it's not out of the so can Florida State, by the way. But if all these teams if all those teams lose a game, yeah, I think I think Florida State uh, absolutely bolts number one. On the flip side, I would say if Florida State loses a game they're in to trouble. anyone, they're probably out. Well, let me ask you this, guys. Let me start with you, Jeff. We talked about 2014. So much of the angst, though, from 2014 wasn't necessarily that Florida State had been looking amazing in that season because they, quite frankly, did not. But it was just the pressure, that winning streak, all the external pressure, and them finding a way to win week after week. And the fact that they were undefeated made us believe they belong. So what is the counter against Georgia not being number one? What is the counter against Michigan, who has been winning at a really high clip the last two and a half years now and drubbing opponents? Why do you think Michigan doesn't belong, perhaps, Jeff, right now? And maybe Georgia is not number one despite their winning streak because that's the sort of stuff I feel like we felt made Florida State belong in 2014. Well, Michigan's best win is against UNLV, maybe Nebraska, depending on which one you want to choose as their best win. That ain't it, guys. But luckily, as Corey pointed out, they play Penn State and Ohio State. Really won't matter. Uh, I would also say this. If you, if you look at Georgia, they have no wins over a top 25 team at this point, right? No right. top but they're 25. coming, but they're yeah. coming. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, they are, right? They're going to be playing three top 25 teams almost yep. in a row. Here. Missouri right now. Missouri's yep. a good football team, and so that'll be an interesting game. And uh, but, but I'm just saying, 
as of right now, if you're one of these guys that are going to hammer a resume, you're going to say, look, Georgia and Michigan probably don't have the resume. Ohio State does. They have a win over Notre Dame and Penn State. So even though I don't think that, I think Georgia would kill Ohio State. I think Michigan's going to beat Ohio State. I like Florida State's chances to beat Ohio State. There's a good chance Oregon would beat Ohio State. We can go on and on and on. But if it's just the resume, Ohio State's got the number one resume. They should be number one. Isn't it goofy? Isn't it goofy too, Jeff, that it really comes down to one play? If Ohio State doesn't get that yard against Notre Dame, they're not, obviously, they're not in the, they're probably fifth or sixth or seventh, but because they got that one yard, they picked up the fourth down, or third down, whatever it was, the fourth and 18, and then they got the one yard, all of a sudden, now they're deemed the best team in the country. And well, if not, it, that, that's the, I mean, the margins of error, the, the, the margin of error is so slim. The well, margins funny, are so tonight, slim. Oh, you're absolutely right, especially this season, Corey. That's what yeah. makes all this so fun. Florida State's got a legitimate chance to win a national title because there doesn't appear to be a juggernaut. Again, I don't want to match up with Georgia. I think Georgia's better than Florida State. But I'm saying that's Come not and get the some, dogs. You don't <laughs> want none of this. You don't want none of this. You can't but handle would, this smoke. But I would tell you this. I like Florida State's chances to be in that game and have a chance to win it. I'm not saying it's unwinnable. Two years ago, I would have told you, oh, no, 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 no. You yeah. want no part of that Georgia team. But that's not this Georgia team. So, you know, I'd, I'd be all right with any of these matchups. Uh, some I like more than others. I, it does work itself out for the most part. And I do think, ultimately, Florida State's in a good position by being in that top four. Look, if they go undefeated, and I think they are going to go undefeated, then they're going to the college football playoff, and we're all having a good time. And, and of course, you want to go to New Orleans, and you're mm. right to care about our fans. I love New Orleans. Send me to Los Angeles. Let's go. Uh, no, no, no. You're not Let's going. You go, don't get LA. sent. Let's you don't go. get sent to that. And La -la also, they owe Florida State a trip to New Orleans after what happened in 14. That was Perhaps. ridiculous. They had to go all the way to California. Don't do that again. Send I'm, just to... being, I'm just being selfish. No, I got you. Yeah, and I'm being selfish, too. I want New Orleans. I want somewhere I can drive. <laughs> Hey, you guys want to check out the remaining schedule for everybody else that's uh, in front of Florida State and around them? Yeah, let's sure. do it. All right, let's look at the remaining schedules. Uh, this is not in order because I thought this is what that was going to be. But uh, Georgia remaining schedule, they got Missouri this week. Uh, Tough game. Between the hedges, indeed. Uh, What's the asterisk mean? What, why do we have asterisks there? Because that means that team currently is ranked. Oh, okay. There you go. I'm glad I asked. Very so specific. as you look at Georgia, guys. Three of their next four games are against ranked opponents, and then they yeah. have good old-fashioned clean hate or whatever they call it out there uh, in the Peach State. Michigan, meanwhile, Purdue, Purdue this week. Good grief. They got Purdue? Yeah, not beautiful, right? But then at Penn State, Maryland after that, yeah. uh, and then obviously the game Ohio State, yeah. against Ohio State. So two of their next four uh, will be against ranked teams. So that's probably a wrap because I don't think the Big Ten champion out of the West, Jeff, is going to probably be a ranked team. No, when Nebraska gets there, that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Matt Rule might cook something up, though. Ohio That's State, right. they're listening. They're 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 front loaded, I guess we could say, because they're at Rutgers, uh, miserable Michigan State, uh, Minnesota. But the game is in Ann Arbor. Man, if you look at the final score of those last two games, and Michigan has absolutely slaughtered Ohio State. We'll see how that really holds up. Uh, this one is accurate. Florida State is fourth at Pitt. Miami, we know, will be a battle. Now, North Alabama game. <laughs> not maybe the greatest thing now in hindsight, but who knew that, that, uh, and then at Florida, uh, Florida state, the only team that does not have a ranked team in the regular schedule guys left on the slate, but we imagine whoever they face in Charlotte would be Washington. Meanwhile, at Southern Cal against America's quarterback, mm. Utah, uh, which probably still be ranked or Oregon state might not be ranked at that point, but they currently are. And then the apple cup 
against Washington State. And then maybe uh, Oregon again. Yes. Uh, I got Texas coming up here, but I guess we can we can jump out of it because Texas indeed is not in the top six right now. But we'll keep it up there for a little bit. Any concerns, Jeff, about Florida State's last four stacked up against the rest of those teams? Or is it just a simple fact that we know Florida State has to win out. There's no room for error because of these slates. That's it. Aslan, that's it. You just got to win out. Uh, you're not going to really be able. I thought that there was a weird outside chance if things had broke Florida State's way that you could be playing, you know, like a, a one loss or a two loss Miami team. But they've, they've kind of, you know, done what they do. Uh, Florida, obviously, I, I, I think will be sitting around 500 when we play them. I'm not really worried about it, though. I will tell you this, an undefeated Florida State team that has wins over LSU, Clemson, Miami, Florida, they're in, man. They're good to go. We know that. Just can't turn this thing into a one-loss fest because that's when they would be in trouble. If there's a bunch of one-loss teams, I think Florida State is probably out. That's why I think it was a sneaky – it could end up being a sneaky big, big game that Oklahoma lost. Oh, it was huge. Yeah, it was that, huge. because it, it, this is how big it is, Corey. You know how much I love Oklahoma. Family members have graduated from Oklahoma. I was the biggest Kansas fan on earth this past weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's I a was, big deal because yeah. it takes – look, as we look at those teams, again, we have to keep stressing Michigan. I feel like uh, Zardaki or whatever the dude's name is that does the election polls. Like <laughs> Kornacki, Steve Kornacki. Kar- Kornacki is like, here, now let me yeah. explain to you again, Maricopa yeah. County is still not in. <laughs> Here's, you're going to see all these votes come in. So, uh, but I, Michigan and Ohio State play each other, so they're knocking each other out. Um, so yeah. even if Washington passes Florida State because of that resume, and they do play a tougher final stretch, and they would have a win against Oregon if they played them again in the Pac-12, even if they leapfrog Florida State, you don't. No, nobody else could because again, as we said, the one losses have to matter, and Florida State has not played. Um, you know, they have not played the Sun Belt. They played no. at a real conference with real teams, and they played LSU non-conference, and that should matter. Thanks to Robert Benton real quick there. Uh, let's get to that question. I think it's a good one. Ten bucks in the jar. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate you, man. Jeff, what do you think? Uh, how many of these teams do you think can win a shootout? Because I like Florida State in most, if not all, of these matchups. Uh, I think we'd beat – okay, if the game is specifically going to be a shootout, I think we would beat Ohio State. Uh, I think we – well – Golly, I think it they gets got a better quarterback than everybody else in the top four. It feels like they 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 do. I, I they don't have a better defense than everybody in the top four, but they and they're good on defense, guys. I'm not trying to take a shot here. I'm not nitpicking. I know our fan base hates nitpicking, but uh, I would just I know I I think Florida, I think Florida State is really good and could beat anybody in the country. I want to say that right now. I believe that that includes Georgia, that includes Michigan, that includes anybody you want to name. Um, I'd, I'd be in, yeah, in a shootout, in a shootout, they could beat anybody, but not every one of these games is going to turn into a shootout. So, uh, let's play somebody that would ensure that it did. Cause then you're right. Then I'm leading Jordan Travis in these weapons. And I just, Corey, let, again, Corey, they might... real, Corey, real quickly. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the opponent, but if you knew that Florida state's first semifinal game, the final score ended up being 45, 41, uh, or it ended up being 30 to 24, which one would you feel more comfortable saying that Florida state ended up winning that game? Talking to Jeff? No, it's you. You. Cool. I oh, my you. bad. Uh, yeah. I would say, uh, oh, goodness, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 45-41, <laughs> I guess. I, yeah. I just, I, yeah. I think so. But, I mean, I would be comfortable with either one of those scores. I think, you know, Florida State's defense is good enough. And it's good at times, but it's certainly good enough. And then I think that offense, 
is certainly it can play. It can play against any of those. Ohio State has a very good defense. Georgia does too. Clearly, you got two wideouts and a tight end that nobody else has, and a quarterback that's better than anybody these teams have seen. And if he's running, he's a matchup nightmare for for anybody. So you could win. You could win. Yeah, I don't think you're going to win a bunch of ten to seven game, a ten to seven game. But anything in the thirties, I think you like your chances. And then thanks to Garrett says this feels good, man. We were so bad just two years ago. Yeah. Mike is the man. I'm ready to win for the next seasons to come. Go War Chan and go freaking Knowles. Amen. Yeah, that's Amen, good stuff, yeah. brother. No, that. Hey, by the way, guys, that I just want to piggyback off that. That is exactly what resonated with me tonight. You know, I thought maybe I'd get mad if Florida State was number four. Because I, I said beforehand, my son asked me, where do you think they'll be? And I said, I don't think they can be below three. I don't know how they could be if we're looking at resumes. And then he said, well, what if they're four? Will you be mad? And I was like, probably. But you know what? I wasn't mad because the longer it went on, the more I thought, this is effing awesome. I mean, look at us here watching that stupid show tonight. The only reason we are is because obviously we matter intensely. Like we matter more than every team in the country, not named like three other teams. That's it. We matter more than everybody else. And that is really cool. It's been a long time since that happened. Now I just want them to get healthy and have their full allotment of weapons, get that receiving core back right, get this offensive line intact, and put your best foot forward because I think Florida State can beat anybody in the country. I guess that was a fine word. I was trying to get a screenshot. By the way, the the All-State playoff predictor has been updated. For some reason, ESPN's really got their programming on lockdown. Couldn't even screenshot it. But I think Florida State was second. If not, they were third on that playoff predictor thing, which I guess, what, two weeks ago during that Duke game, they were fifth maybe on there? Yes, so correct. They moved a little bit higher now on that playoff predictor thing. So we do have that. Uh, Jeff, thanks for hanging out, man. Any other sort of last thoughts on your way out? I mean, I know you, you reflected there quite nicely for us, and you'll have a lot more coming up at one to three on your show tomorrow. No, thanks for having me, fellas. It's been fun, and uh, as always, great job. Love you guys. Be good. And uh, now, listen, all I will say is to the four state fans, don't let them piss you off, man. Not these two, but ESPN. Don't let anybody nationally talking about this stuff piss you off. Everybody's got an opinion about which of these teams would beat somebody else, including you, including me. And that's all it is. That's all right. Florida State right now is in a position that if they win out, they're in. End of story. That's it. That's all. So don't worry about what some slappy says about whether or not Florida State deserves to be four, two, nine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're set right now. Just worry about Pitt, baby. Just worry (laughs) about Pitt. That's right. Sneaking Panthers. Peace, boys. That's Jeff Cameron, everybody. He's been doing this since 1996, man. He's the dude. Uh, One to three o'clock, he and Tom Lane, Jeff Cameron Show. Do it. MyBookie.ag promo code is WarChant. That gives you an instant cash deposit bonus. When you sign up for the first time over at MyBookie, there's live betting in-game. There's a live casino. And then, obviously, the sports book where you can place your wagers throughout the week. Florida State taking on Pitt. Currently 21 and a half points, the spread, 21 and a half total points, 51. Interesting. I feel like that's interesting. Uh, college football odds to win the national title. Florida State now plus 600, third best odds, third shortest odds, despite the fact they're the fourth ranked team. Michigan at plus 240 to win it all. Georgia also plus 240. So I guess, shoot, um, you could almost say they're in second place. Although that's not how it works. When you're tied for first, then, you know, the team behind them's third. But Ohio State's plus 750. So go figure. The committee, Vegas, don't see eye to eye. 
What do you see eye to eye on out there? Make your bets. Corey and I will be back tomorrow's show to give you our weekly picks and our ongoing contest. Fade us, use us at your discretion. MyBookie.ag promo code is WarChant. Corey, we'll wrap up some final thoughts here. Thanks so much, everybody, for being here. I guess over a 1,000 people in the stream right now. Hit the thumbs up. Uh, we certainly would appreciate that. Subscribe. If you're not a Florida State fan, we think we do a pretty good job talking about everybody when it comes to college football in a pretty fair way. So mm. check out all the great content we have over here. Corey, is it fair? I know life's not fair. But that Florida State seemingly of all these teams, like even in the top six, because listen, Oregon's in the top six. They've lost the game. Is it crazy? unfair uh, that Florida State has to remain undefeated to most likely find their way into the the real postseason that's the 14 playoff yeah probably I, I and I think it's because you know you don't expect going into a season that Clemson's going to struggle to get bowl eligible you just don't um and then none of the other games that you know Florida's going to be maybe a 500 team Florida's definitely capable of beating you Miami is definitely capable of beating you but they won't have a number by their name to show how tough a games those are going to be. So you're not going to get credit for winning it. You'll only get, you'll only get discredit for losing, losing it. You know what I mean? Like right. you don't have anything to gain from beating those two teams, but everything to lose, which is a, you know, that's never fun or fair, but um, you know, when you just, the way the cookie crumbled this year is these teams that you're competing against have more marquee games than you do. And they have better, they have more chances to impress than you do uh, the rest of the way. You took care of your two biggest games or what we thought were your two hardest games. Again, knock on wood, they're all, none of them are automatic wins except North Alabama. In the first three weeks of the season, the first month you had at Clemson and LSU, if that was, if that had been pushed to November, you'd have a, you know, you'd have, you probably wouldn't be ranked number four right now, but you'd have a chance to really impress as you move forward. You did all the impressing that matters in September. Now it's just a matter of surviving. Just survive in advance. Think of it like a, a second-round game in the NCAA tournament. That this this game this Saturday is a first-round game. You're playing a 15 seed, and you're a two. Take care of business. Avoid the upset. Go on to the next one. That's that's kind of how you have to look at it from here on out because these are all essentially playoff games. Georgia doesn't have that. Georgia knows they can lose a game and still get back. Michigan and Ohio State. Like if Michigan loses to Penn State. They still know they can beat Ohio State and get right back in the conversation. There's no team left on Florida State's schedule that if you lose to that team, you can still backdoor your way into a playoff, I think. But that's not Florida. It's, it, you know, you would be saying if you we were all Michigan fans or Ohio State fans, I think, or if Ohio State had a schedule like this where they didn't play anybody ranked the rest of the way and, and Michigan was having a down year, we'd be saying the same thing about them, right? So hmm. I just think that's fair. It's just unfortunate that Florida and Miami aren't going to give you a bump um, or you can't survive a loss to one of those two teams because they're not very good this year. Did any of that make sense? That was a long rant. I'm sorry. Yeah. We just went from 1,076 to 982, Corey. So thank sorry. I was a hundred. I lost a hundred. What can I do? What can I do? You want me, you want to see the guns, everyone? I'll get you uh, back. Jamie Deeth dropping 50 bucks in the jar. Thanks, big dog. That's a new name. Thank you yeah, so much. I recognize that. Thank you very much. Corey, real quick. You know, we're going to keep talking a little bit here, but we're winding things down. We have fun on this show a lot, but just so people at home know, like you don't have any problems if they do end up in California. I mean, I know you want to end up in New Orleans. I want to end up in New Orleans, yeah. but you don't think Florida State's postseason fate. 14, it kind of mattered, it feels like. Yes, it but did. this time around, is it because we're just so, I don't want to say desperate to be in the in the hunt of everything, but you know, why do we probably not care as much about the geographic 
location this time around as much as we did in 14. Well, I thought more than anything in 14, if you're the one seed, which you should have been, not only are you in New Orleans where half the stadium would be your crowd. I was in California for the Oregon game. It was maybe a quarter Florida State fans. It was 25% maybe. It's just a long way to go. Oregon, you're just going down the PCH, or I, I assume. Um, I know it's a long drive, but you're out on that coast. But also, it wasn't just that. It was the matchup of you would have gotten to play Ohio State in New Orleans with Ohio State's third-string quarterback. Does that guarantee a win? No. But it's certainly better than playing in front of a pro-Oregon crowd with the Heisman-winning quarterback on the other side. So that that's what that one was more of the matchup. It was also the crowd, but it was the matchup too. I thought the undefeated team and the only undefeated team in the country deserved to pick where they got to play, and they would have gotten to play the team with the with the backup quarterback. It didn't work out that way. This one, look at those teams, man. Yeah, you'd rather you'd rather be in New Orleans, but none of those other three or four teams are going to be like, yikes, this isn't going to be fun. It, it, you, we don't want to go to California to play these guys. I think. I think all these matchups, including Washington, um, you know, you're talking about a point spread of, I don't know, three to four to five points either way. You know what I mean? And I and I just think you have a chance. You'll have a chance to win out in California, obviously. It's just it's easier for the fans to be in New Orleans. That's all. And, and, and listen, and obviously in 13, Florida State was there to win the national championship. And yeah, you started so it wasn't just a playoff off, game. Yeah. Yeah. And you started the season off in Dallas. You know, the national championship game was going to be back in Dallas. So you kind of were planning for that. but. Uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I'm sure no matter where Florida State ends up, if they're able to control their destiny and make it there. Uh, a lot I, yeah, of I think 14. I, I also, going back to 2014 real quick, I, that was the first year of the playoff. And uh, they didn't know what they were doing as a committee, clearly. But, um, you know, you you also had just been out to California. So that's why the crowd wasn't as big as it was, could have been. Well, now you're talking about a nine-year absence. I would think Florida State fans would show up. And, and show up well to get there again. But at the same time, the problem with this is if you do win that game, well, there's a bigger game a week later in Houston. So that's a lot of money you're asking people to spend to fly all over the country. But, you know, Florida State fans has got battles in. Battles in will promote, sponsor all you guys to get out there. Dabo getting a lot of FaceTime right now on the uh, college what? football playoff show. Yeah, they're talking about Dabo. But, hey, Mike doesn't want to talk about the playoff. Uh, Mike's not handing out growth. He's handing out candy. So it's fine. Um, his team's number four Dabo's not even on the list. So that's odd. I mean, I guess he has a good perspective. He's been to the playoff other than Saban. He's been there more than any other coach, but that's an odd guy to have on there. No, no, no. They're, they're just, they're talking about Clemson's demise. He's not actually on there. They're showing images of him. And, and Oh, D-Roll. okay. I thought you meant they were, they had piped no. them in to, to talk about the, the rankings. No, the only one that I've seen is uh Kalen DeBoer from Washington. That's the only coach that I've seen so far on my okay. screen. Come on to talk about his team and his team's number five, uh, but they control their own destiny, but they got a tough yep. slate ahead of them. Isn't they got- that cool? There's five teams that control their own destiny. This late in the season, that's pretty cool, right? I think well, six, actually seven, really. I mean, if Texas wins out, they still have it, to have people lose. Yeah, but, but what about Oregon? Man, I mean, if Oregon wins out, they probably rematch Washington. They beat Washington. They're a Pac-12 champion. I don't think this is the year that two Big Ten teams get in. I don't think two SEC teams get in, right? Yeah. Again, though, I think Oregon would have to hope that they get chosen ahead of the whoever loses the Michigan Ohio State game. That's not controlling. Like there are five teams in the country right now that if they went out, they're in the playoff. And we're in November now here in like four hours. Yeah. Amazing. All right. That is a wrap for us. I think we're going to do this every single Tuesday, everybody. 
What um, if nothing changes this next week and all the teams that are supposed to win win? Are we just gonna we're gonna do this? We're gonna we're gonna run it back? Why not, man? What else? Hey, Listen, we had a thousand viewers until I started talking. Years. Yeah, I, you're right. Oh, you're right. grateful. Yeah, no, you're right. I am ungrateful. I'm like I'm like Tyler from uh, Spartanburg, wherever that guy was that called Dabo's show. I apologize. Let's do it. I, let's do two hour shows about this. Give me your favorite Bible verse on the way out, Corey. Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. My man, my man. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. A shout out to uh, Joel Davis. Uh, yeah, Garrett. big shout out to Joel D. Yeah, uh, Jamie D. Uh, mm -hmm. Robert Benton and yes, Joel Davis, our guy out there, uh, as well as Tom Lang, Irish show fell behind the scenes, getting everything ready over on warchant.com. If you want more head over to warchant.com. A lot of Florida state fans wanting to talk, get your opinions and debate with you. Our guy, Ben Spicer back there, helping us out with the production end of things. And Gene Williams, founder administrator of warchant.com and Jeff Cameron hopping on here to talk about this with us. All right, that is a wrap. Thanks so much for watching, listening, however you ingest this show. Uh, we certainly do appreciate it. Uh, thanks again to all those guys that helped out with last night's show. Not sure we'll be as robust every single week, but I think we're going to probably do that every single week uh, because that's what you do when your team is competing for a national championship and ranked in the college football playoff poll. Renegade Express Mailbag will carry us throughout the next two days here on the program. I'll be traveling so uh, going to be tough to maybe have really fresh content, but we're going to knock out a big old mailbag and it's going to be there for you Thursday and it's going to be there for you Friday. We're also going to catch up uh, with one of the beat writers, Jerry DePaula of the Pittsburgh Tribune Review to get some insight into what's going on in Pitt and whether that team's in disarray or maybe just a one-off and they'll rally to play Florida State well. I don't know. I watched the. Uh, I went and rewatched the first half of that Notre Dame game last week. They're really not that bad, Pitt. Their defense at least isn't. The offense has. They're challenged to move the ball, but the defense still, still pretty decent. So uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. Jeff Cameron show coming up one to three o'clock. Ira, myself, Matt Lasser will be out at practice. Observations, video. Um, what else do we do? Interviews. Yeah. Those are the things that we do at practice. That'll all be over at warchant.com, the ultimate semo sports source. So go check that out. Again, hit the thumbs up if you could on the way out. Five-star rating interview for Corey, Jeff, Gene, Ben, Tom, Ira, everybody who helped out last night. Uh, we say thank you for listening to Wake Up War Champ presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.